0: Aligning your offers and message has a massive impact on your business. Your offers are the thing that keep your business running. So everything that you do in your business is ultimately in service of getting people into those offers and then serving those clients. And when those two things feel misaligned or just crappy, it affects the entire business. The Aligned Business Portal is called a portal because with intentional, impactful offers that you enjoy delivering on and marketing that is both aligned with those offers and based in honesty and connection, your entire business becomes more sustainable enjoyable and easeful and the best part is you don't have to learn the theory and then do the heavy lifting of figuring out how to apply it to your business because instead of teaching you how to create aligned offers messaging and marketing the aligned business portal will guide you through the process of doing it without the overwhelm and mental drama that is currently causing you to show up as someone you're not or not show up at all if you are ready to create an offer that you enjoy and believe in and learn a way to market that offer that's based in truth-telling, honesty, and authenticity, check out the Aligned Business Portal at brook monahancom slash portal and add this to your toolkit of things that you can come back to every time that you want to create and launch a new offer. You're listening to Transcend Your Dichotomy, the podcast where we explore and expose the illusion that being a successful entrepreneur is at odds with our deepest desires, our truest selves, or the impact we're after. I'm Brooke Monahan, and it's my hope that this podcast will inspire you to let go of what you think you should do and embrace your very own transcendent vision. If you have tried everything to grow your presence on social media and it just isn't doing it for you, maybe you're wondering how else you can get found. And today I'm chatting with Meg Casebolt and she's on a mission to help you do just that. Today's conversation is one of those candid, unplanned, fly by the seat of your pants kind of conversations. simply because every time that I have talked to Meg, we couldn't stick to the plan anyways and it just go rapid fire back and forth. And I figured, why even try to put a lid on it? Let's just have the kind of conversation that we would have when we're together, because we're full of hot takes. And I thought that you'd be into it. Meg Casebolt is the founder of Love at First Search, which is an agency that is devoted to helping online business owners get found in search results like Google, YouTube, and iTunes, and turn those new readers into subscribers, leads, and sales. Meg's clients are entrepreneurs who are too busy changing the world to worry about things like website conversion rates and search traffic, but still want their website to get found on Google and for their brilliance to be found. She lives in Rochester with her husband and two boys and her 80 pound pit bull. So you know that I loved seeing the dog in the background because anyone who follows me on Instagram, you've seen Socrates, also a pit bull lover here. She has an insatiable appetite for s'mores, Broadway musicals, and romance novels. And before we dive into this conversation, I want to remind you that I always share some great information in the show notes of these episodes. Today you're going to find links to two SEO workshops that Meg is running this month, but you're also going to find the link to my very first live-led marketing program. I have never done a marketing program. Ever. And I have been testing the Aligned Business Portal. Y'all heard me talk about it last year when I started beta testing this digital product and I got so much amazing feedback on it. And I also heard from people that doing it on their own in a self-paced format, it was tough for them to hold the space for them to actually get through it and finish it. And so what I decided to do is when I officially launch the Aligned Business Portal to also do a live accountability round. So here's what's going to happen over those four weeks. The first thing is you are going to get immediate access to the Aligned Business Portal when you sign up and you are going to retain lifetime access. As long as the Aligned Business Portal exists, you will have it. And what the portal does is it takes the coaching process that I have gone through with all of my clients who I have helped with their offer creation and messaging over the past three to four years. And it approximates that coaching process in a self-guided format. You can listen to it via a private podcast feed and complete it with a journal. You can access it in the course software, which it's in circle. There's a workbook. You can use the workbook or not use the workbook. I encourage you every single step of the way to make the process your own because the entire point of the process is to help you get clear on your own ideas and find a way to market your offers in a way that actually feels like you and is true to what you really want to be putting out there in the world. I want you to break the habit of trying to do marketing the right way or of abandoning yourself every time that it's time to show up and sell because you were told that that's how you have to sell things. And maybe that's working for you. I doubt it. If it's not, then the Aligned Business Portal is for you. So you get this digital product, but starting on June 14th, we are going to meet for four sessions. We're going to meet on Wednesdays for four weeks, and we are going to do a planning day together where we are going to plan for when all of the work is going to get done, how you're going to set time aside to complete things that need to be done off the calls, what we're going to be doing together, what we're not going to do together, so that you can get all of that on your calendar. We are going to do co-working time where I'm actually going to hold the space for you to do some of the prompts and the journaling. We're going to do... Um, hot seat coaching and I'm going to be available to give you feedback on your messaging where I'm going to teach some of the sections of it live and give you some pep talks along the way and there's going to be space for us to actually workshop Your offers and message. And the goal of this is that at the end of that four weeks, you are going to have an offer that you really believe in, that is effective for your people, and that you now know how to show up and just tell the truth about it to sell it. And that you are clear on how you can start to create real connections with people to bring them into those offers. Because I'm gonna tell you something. The way that we were taught to market by people who started their businesses online years ago when the landscape was so different, it is not where it's not that it's just not working for you. It is not working very well for most people. It's working for some people. It's not working for most people. And so... As I'm doing research on the way that the market is changing, what I'm seeing is younger people, and and think about yourself when I say this, right? Think about yourself and the way that you respond to content right now and advertising. People right now want to know that you have the same values as them. They want to know what you stand for. They want to know that you are being authentic and transparent. That is the thing that is driving sales right now. In other words, actual human connection. So if the way that you were taught to market didn't feel good for you, the great news is you can stop. And You are going to have the opportunity to do this in a live setting with me where I'm going to hold the space for you. But you also, like I said, are going to have this product that you can come back to over and over and over again every time that it is time for you to create and launch a new product or even reconnect to your messaging once you have more information after you have gone through maybe one launch cycle and now you want to maybe refresh your content. So if you head to brook.com, dash monahan.com slash aligned business portal you're going to see all of the information in there all of the bonuses that i'm offering because there are some awesome bonuses in there as well including how you can take what you clarify through that program and very easily turn it into a simple and effective sales page um, this is something that is an asset for you to hold on to in your business for you know the future. It's not something that you're going to do one time and then it's over. You can keep going back to it. And I really believe in it. And I'm really excited to do my first ever live marketing program. I hope that you'll be there and I hope it's a success. And if it is, maybe I'll do it again. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Meg. And guess what? I mean, if you do decide to do the Aligned Business Portal, you are going to be so clear on what it is that you want to be found for in your SEO. So I say if you do both, Meg's workshops that are coming up, and the portal, you are going to be in a pretty nice spot. Meg, I am so excited to fast talk with you for the next 45 minutes to however long
1: this goes before we can finally shut up. Yes, listener, if you're listening to this on 2x speed or 3x speed, this is a really good time to bring it down to like (laughs) (laughs) 0.75. Buckle up, everyone. Before we were
0: before we hit record we were we immediately launched into conversation as we <laughs> always do um and you said thankfully we should be recording this um because we knew this was going to happen we already were like we have had we have so many hot takes you know we just throw around the hot takes i love it personally i think everyone else will too um but yeah normally i have an agenda for these um for these interviews and with you i was just like let's just have at it because the good stuff just is gonna fly no matter
1: if we try to structure it or not so and even if we had a structure we wouldn't follow it because we're both rebels in that way we'd be like agenda what is this nonsense (laughs) exactly so if you
0: are a business owner who feels like you're not disciplined enough and you're too scattered. You are in good company. I personally feel like these are when the best conversations happen. So,
1: you know, sometimes there are conversations that are linear and they make a lot of sense. I like to think of you and me as being more like ping pong balls or <laughs> like, what's, oh, you know, what's a pinball with? Yeah, he's the pinball yeah. wizard. Like, that's yes. us. We're all, we're Tommy. Yeah. We're the yeah, pinball yeah. wizards.
0: <laughs> we are the pinball wizards. Now, we were just going off about repurposing content. And I'm so excited we're having this conversation because I feel like it's really relevant to the conversation that I kind of planned on having with you, which is like more sustainable marketing, marketing off of social media, um, how SEO fits into all of that. And one of the things that comes up A lot when you talk about sustainable marketing is people love to talk about repurposing and they're like, just repurpose, just repurpose. Mm -hmm. You can create one thing and then that's like 47 pieces of content. Like as though that's going to take like no effort. And actually (laughs) I was sharing with you, like I don't record the video of these podcast episodes and I always tell myself that I quote unquote should be doing it because I could be repurposing it. But it's like editing video takes fucking time and capacity that for me, I'm like, I would rather just create an intentional video with a point than just like spend my time splicing up video and then like plastering it everywhere. We were talking about this in terms of YouTube.
1: Yeah, because, well, I messaged you before we started, and I was like, do I have to, like, shower before this conversation? You were like, no, don't bother. No one's going to see you. And so I hopped on, like, very sweaty, right? And (laughs) and I was saying that for my podcast, we do record video because we started on YouTube before we started podcasting. So we Mm -hmm. already had all the, like, editing protocols in place. Um, And so we take these excerpts and we put them on YouTube. But, like, I'm going to stop doing that because nobody watches the excerpts on YouTube. And we used to do it on social media and we pulled off the social media almost entirely. So like, why are we still taking the time? I'm paying someone on my team, you know, for a five minute clip, it probably takes her half an hour. So that's maybe, I don't know, 15 bucks for me to to and it's half an hour of her time. And like, if nobody's watching it, then that's $15 and a half an hour. And everyone could be like, well, it's just $15 and a half an hour. But like, why am I throwing that money and wasting my team members very precious time to create something nobody cares about just to be able to say like, oh, well, we're on YouTube, right? Like, right. why? Yeah, yeah, I know. I
0: mean, we were talking about like, I personally, I love podcasts, and I love YouTube. And like, I just don't have any interest at all when I see people's podcast conversations on YouTube it's just not what I'm looking for on right. YouTube
1: and I like, I, I also don't watch it. CNBC I don't want to watch any talking heads and so if it would be one thing if it were like YouTube live and I could yeah. have some sort of like you know we stream it into YouTube and people can have a conversation and you can answer them on the podcast but then if I'm watching it on YouTube live which I don't watch YouTube live because live video drives me crazy but if I were to watch the video then I definitely wouldn't want to listen to it as a podcast where then I'm listening to the recording of people who are like oh well Sam in Philadelphia think like no I don't care what Sam in Philadelphia thinks I'm this I'm live in the chat box I don't want to listen to the recording of a like of a chat no yeah
0: yeah it's yeah but I don't know I think that we are just we are like steeped in this conversation around just like just blast everything that you've ever made like make it into a bunch of different things and then blast it off everywhere and it's like I don't know. I just don't. It has not done me any good. Uh, the yeah, The well, version of repurposing that has worked for me is repurposing in the sense that I literally just go back into my insights and see what things worked in the past. And I just redo the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> finding, finding a process that works and systemizing it is very different than just like, you know, throwing things everywhere. And I think to your point, like, it's not just repurposing, it's almost like part of a larger conversation about, like, is more better or is better better? You Mm -hmm. know, Um, so much in the content marketing space where I spend a lot of my time is, well, AI just take things and you know get, give an idea, and then AI will write the social media post for you, and they'll write your email, and they'll you know you take your podcast and they'll upload it and they'll turn it into a transcription, and they'll turn it into show notes, and there are ways that that can save you time. And actually, the person who does my podcast editing, um, we've been exploring some AI tools for that, so that way it takes again, it's making her time more valuable. It's not just mm-hmm. like. You know, how do I make more more more? But there are points where you're like, especially as a search person heading in this direction, it's like, well, just because you're posting it doesn't mean it's strategic, doesn't mean it's valuable, doesn't mean your audience is looking for it, doesn't mean you're going to rank for it. It's just one more, like, piece of crap to wade through that was written by a robot that's aggregated by all the other robots on the internet. Like, it's not going to make you stand out. It's just going to be one more thing to do.
0: Yeah. You know, it's really funny that you bring that up because yesterday- Just for fun, I decided to ask ChatGPT to write my show notes, just to see what would happen. I was like, Mm -hmm. can you write an episode description of a podcast episode? And chat GPT was like, yes, all that I need is either like, the, like, I need like a transcript of it, or like, if you give me the key points from it, I'm like, well, I'm not gonna give you the key points, because that's what you're supposed to do. But I gave <laughs> right, it a transcript. The chat like,
1: GPT. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, that's not fair. That's like, you know. Um,
0: it's there, like giving someone it,
1: the key to the test and being like, can you take this test? It's open book. <laughs> Right, right.
0: It's like the dishwasher that you need to like clean everything before you actually put it in the dishwasher, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> right. what the fuck is the point of this? I'm just gonna start hand washing my dishes. But, um, but I so I gave it the transcript. And it just made up a bunch of shit. It was like mm-hmm. this episode of Transcend Your Dichotomy explores dichotomy of gender and like – and then started going on about like all other stuff. And then it said that I interviewed this physician by name that I did not interview and went on off all <laughs> these points that this physician made. And I was like, I did not actually interview that person Um, this was like, and I like gave it some feedback and whatever. And it was like, oh, sorry, let me try again. And then identified three more guests that I did not (laughs) interview. And it was like a professional (laughs) musician and a professional athlete and just went off. And I was like, I mean, not that I think that. AI, you know, I understand that there's ways to do it and if I really wanted to invest my time into figuring out how to make AI work for me and like be able to spit out these show notes or whatever then maybe I would but I ended up making it into a reel just to be like if you are freaking out that AI is going to steal your job this year I'm pretty confident that you have time <laughs> because my show notes written by a human being um, are accurate and these are totally fucking made up <laughs> so
1: <laughs> pretty much. I've used ChatGPT. I I also write fiction, right? I write romance novels. And sometimes I'm like, I just like, I need a a jumping off point for how this dialogue is going to start. Uh Like, I just, I know where I want it to go. I know who these two characters are. I just like, I'm having trouble getting started. And I think, I think AI is really good at like starting the iteration of things that then you can, you know, you can build on it and you can, you can proof it and whatever. And half the time it's like, no, sorry, I can't give anything negative. And I'm like, well, this is dialogue between two humans and negative things happen in these. Um, but I have found that I do better if every prompt that I write says in the style of Aaron Sorkin. Because mm. then it's like zippy, you know? It's not uh-huh. just like robots. It like kind of has to speed along. So there's, yeah, yeah. there's my advice. I also said, um, can you give me a romance novel pen name? And the one that I chose, which I'm not actually going to use, but I bought the domain is Luna Rampage. Uh, oh, Luna yeah. Rampage, how great I like of a name it. is
0: that? I like it, and I like <laughs> that you bought the domain. Like, I, just was, I, I
1: have, I have a, I call it my wine cellar of domains where they are just aging <laughs> Like someday I'm going to use that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I love it. You know, because for SEO reasons, the day that you buy a domain is when it starts developing authority. It's not necessarily when you put anything on it. So I'm just like, okay, we'll just age them like a fine wine down in my cellar.
0: You're giving me thoughts. Now I'm like, oh shit, I got to go buy a domain today.
1: i um, of domains, man. Yeah. They're all but- in there. I, I, own, I have a podcast called Social Slowdown. I owned Social Slowdown for three years before I was like, oh, that'd be a good podcast name.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't do, I don't have, I'm not a domain hoarder. Maybe I, but I hear, I know that people do this and I'm always just like, huh, interesting. But I don't know. I think for I think me, it's, it's almost like a skirt. claim
1: of an idea that could turn into intellectual property. And yeah. so like, I don't want anyone else to take it. I sort of want to like um, squat on the idea for a yeah. while. Yeah. But yeah, like by no. take by buying it it's almost like I'm taking ownership of the idea of it. I
0: don't know. Yeah, no, I think that it no, you're right. And that's why I'm like you're, you're giving me ideas now because
1: I have one of This those episode right has now been sponsored I, by GoDaddy.
0: Yeah, I might need to squat on. But <laughs> but no, it's to your point though when I posted that reel on um on Instagram um Alice Draper who's about to be a guest on the show. Um she's a writer and helps people with like publicity and stuff and writes for Business Insider and a few other publications. She was like, yeah, I just recorded a uh, module for like a a course that she has on why AI is like a really great brainstorming tool and a really Mm -hmm. terrible writing tool. (laughs) I think that's absolutely,
1: Luna Rampage agrees with you. To your point, yes, (laughs) to your point. So
0: how did you start like with the so you said that like you bought the social slowdown domain and you kind of yeah. were squatting on that for a few years. Walk me through like your trajectory because everyone- starting the podcast or the ooh. whole business? I want to know like how you got into the SEO stuff. What made you okay. start thinking about social slowdown? Like- Give me the deets because that's yeah, what okay. everyone,
1: everyone always loves a good story around here. We'll do like the five minute origin story. The right. like with great power comes great responsibility situation. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> everything comes back to Spider-Man when you have an eight year old. in your house. <laughs> so I have an eight year old boy. Um, and when I found out I was pregnant, I looked at the uh, amount of money that I was making in my day job and the yeah. amount that daycare cost, And I was like, Oh, Hey, that doesn't work. Mm. Um, And so I decided to go as into freelance. I was working in marketing and communications. And so I started freelancing, doing um, both graphic and web design across the board, Um, got connected with some mastermind groups of people who needed websites and design services and things like that, and started um, designing for other entrepreneurs, anything they needed, really, Mm -hmm. like very, very open. Um, And then I joined a mastermind of designers and and during the mastermind i was expressing to other designers like i have these clients that i'm building these websites for and they love the the brand and they you know they love the way that they look but then they're not getting any traffic and they're like well why did i invest all this money into a website that's not making any sales for me and yeah. i'm like but we didn't talk about that we, you said you just wanted it to be pretty yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and so i'm telling my my friends in the mastermind about this and they're like I'm like, and I want to learn SEO. Like, I would love to learn that, but I also can't do that when I'm also, like, getting clients and staying up to date on CSS and, like, knowing the trend. Like, I just can't do both. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the designers and the mastermind were like, well, that's why we outsource our SEO. But, like, we don't have someone good. We don't mm. have someone who can fit into the price point of the solo printer market and turn around, um, a product that we can use or a service that we can build in. Mm-hmm. Do you know someone or do you want to be that someone? And it mm. just, it felt like that blue ocean moment of like six of us in the room, all of us having the same problem. And I just yep. raised my hand, you know, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of us could, any of us could have done it And I was the one who was like, no, I can totally geek out on these numbers. (laughs) um, It was interesting to me. I had the partnerships in place and that was when I started offering. And then I just went like SEO and web design services, Mm -hmm. right? It didn't have to be this like 180 degree pivot. Mm -hmm. It was just like an expansion. Right. And then as I got more well-known within the space, you know, being in these masterminds, getting these referrals between other people in the industry, you know, having the clients who are getting the results, which then lead to more clients for my clients, which then turns into more referrals for me. Like just very much this like ecosystem of referrals and word of mouth. Um, after a while, eighty percent of my work was SEO. Mm. It wasn't an intentional like okay time to pivot. It was just like well, I guess I guess this is what I do now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's what I do really well. It's what I'm getting known for. And then people started coming to me and saying, you know, I, I would love to hire you, but I would also love to be able to do this for my clients. Can mm-hmm. you teach me? And that was what started my courses business. It wasn't, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I need to leverage a group coaching program to stop trading time for dollars. It was just like the demand was there and I could yeah. be the supply. Yeah. Yeah the The opportunity showed up. Like maybe this is just me being a human design projector, you know? <laughs> just like waiting for people to come to me and say like, I need you to do this now. And I'm like, oh, cool. I can do that now. Um, but that was how I got into SEO, which mm-hmm. and by the way, for those of you listening to search engine optimization, it mm-hmm. is helping websites show up in Google search results. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should have defined that before we talked about SEO for like. 10 I don't know.
0: I feel like most people listening probably. probably yeah, you're up, now. Right you're, caught up. Yeah, now okay. you're caught so,
1: up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Then I specialized into SEO, and I started having a lot of people finding me and saying, "Can I use SEO to get off of social media?" And yeah. I was like, "Well, I mean, it doesn't really." You know, my my answer for like years was doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. Um, but the more time has elapsed, the more people are going like, but I just don't want to be there. So what is the alternative? Right. Um, but I didn't want to start an SEO podcast because like SEO is boring to begin with. And then to have an audio, oh, like I was, Then, like I said, I was on YouTube. I was doing the tutorials. The tutorials need visuals because I'm talking through, here's where you go on this tool to do mm-hmm. this thing. And that would be awful as an mm-hmm. audio podcast. And I know because I listen to SEO podcasts and I understand what they're talking about. And I'm still like... Yeah, they're doing their best, man, but this is boring shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I wanted to get into podcasting. I wanted to be having conversations. And I thought, like, what is the angle that no one else is talking about? And it was yeah. this idea that people were coming to me and going, like, I want to get off social media. And I had a network of people. My first year, I didn't talk to anybody that I didn't already have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And I just want like, what is going on with this social media thing? Let's mm-hmm. explore it. And because there's a lot of best, like, people who are, like, secret weapons mm-hmm. in businesses that, do, that don't market themselves very much or that market themselves not on social. And the folks who are on social, who are looking around and going, how do I do this? They're on social. So the people that they're seeing are the ones who are really good at social. And mm-hmm. so they right. think that that is the way that things need to be done because- right when you're in the fishbowl, you see the other fish. Right, right. And so for a year and a half now, I've just been having really great conversations with other people and going, well, like, Brooke, how do you get your clients? And you're like, well, some of them find me on on social, but mostly they eventually they find the podcast or they hear me as a guest on another podcast and then they get on my email list and then they listen to my podcast. And so your lead gen is not coming from social. Yeah, you can take that bit audio and repurpose it and put it on social. You can take your ideas and put them on social. But for you, it's like, it's a nurturing tool. It's not a discovery tool. They're not finding exactly. you there. They're remembering you there. You're, they're getting to know you there. And that's where I think that there's this um, misconception around how marketing works, which is people will find me on social, they will get to know me, they will buy from me, all on this one platform. And that is almost never the way that things happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it is true. Like what you're saying. I mean, there's so many things that you just said, and I'm like, oh my gosh. No, <laughs> I, like I see like taking pot.
1: copious notes
0: an entire episode of, uh, on all of this stuff, but like, if we yeah, make you know,
1: a I, don't, I wouldn't mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might need to. Um, yeah. It is. It's interesting though, because like to your point about how, you know, if you're on social media, then of course you're going to think that social media is like the be all and end all because you are now seeing people talking about their businesses and the way that they've grown their businesses is through social media and they're doing things on social media. And especially these like, like people who have, you know, grown a huge audience on social media, because some people have done it, um, mm-hmm. but the percentage is so tiny and it's this kind of like being sold on this concept that like, if you just do these things, then you too mm-hmm. can blow up your audience the way that I did. And I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's like <laughs> the chances of that happening are actually a lot lower than I think that we have been like led to believe.
1: And I think a lot of the folks who do have the big audiences started their business and started building their social media followings 10 years ago mm-hmm. when A, the rules were different and B, they were throwing tons of money into ads to build mm-hmm. their list, to build their audience mm-hmm. and both the organic algorithm and the paid traffic, like return on ad spend are just not the same now. So the mm-hmm. tactics that they are teaching, there's still something in there that is valuable, but the entire marketplace, the entire mm-hmm. landscape in which they are teaching people to like, oh, look, I built a $10 million following. And you're like, well, the $10 million, 10 million followers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you built it in 2010 right <laughs> right, and now you're generating on word of mouth, and now for a lot of them, your business isn't even the following it's the affiliates and the software that you're mm-hmm. selling that's mm-hmm. where your money's coming from right you don't right. even need the uh, the followers because you're all you're selling is sponsorships or, or you know like it's a very different business model, and so they're saying well you know sell a digital course or build an online community, but that's not where they're making their money they're mm-hmm. you know. I'm going to just name drop here. Amy Porterfield isn't making that much money from Digital Course Academy. She's making money from Kajabi, which is what she's promoting in Digital Course Academy. And honestly, do not
0: even fucking get me started on Kajabi. (laughs) And oh, this is like an Easter egg because in a couple episodes, I have a guest who ended up on the show because of our mutual hatred of Kajabi. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about Kajabi, but everyone who wants to know why I hate Kajabi, just come back in a couple weeks
1: spoiler alert here it comes (laughs) i guess it's not a spoiler it's like a teaser that's a teaser
0: yeah because no you're right it's like i mean that's that's how i mean to that same point like kajabi became is the platform that it is because of the fact that they just have all of these affiliates who are just blasting Mm -hmm. it all over the place who are like this is what i use and i have issues but i'll get into that in a couple of episodes
1: i'm not gonna leave down that uh that yeah. rabbit hole with you. Yeah. <laughs> we have many more rabbit holes to leap between. We're praising bunch of the gophers, like popping up in between
0: the sure <laughs> Where do.
1: are we going to go next, bro? We sure do. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but you know, I think that to your point. So like, I mean, I'll speak for myself. Like SEO is one of those things that I have since I started my business. I've always known about it. I've always known it was a thing to pay attention to. I've known that it's a thing. It's been on my list of things for so long of like, this is something (laughs) that I should like optimize more. This right. And it's such an easy thing to just keep kind of like kicking down the line. I think for a couple of reasons. I mean, I think for me personally, I'll speak for me personally and say like, I am not, um, how should I say this? There's such an it's like this thing that happens in our brains where we're like, oh, that's the thing that's going to turn everything around for me. And, you know, being, having done this for, you know, even a few years, it's like, I know, like, it's going to be a more holistic thing, right? It's like, you Mm. also have to be providing great work. You also have to like, be put, you know, there's a bunch of other things that you have to do, like SEO isn't going to be the one thing that's going to, you know, uh, turn things around, but it's an important part of, like all of the things that together can help boost things. But I think that part of the reason why it's so easy to just like keep kicking down the line is because of the fact that, like, like you were saying, if you're spending your time scrolling on social media, you're not going to be hearing that many people talking (laughs) about like, I built my following by, you know, like, or like, this is what SEO did for me because they're they're That's just not where they're marketing. And it's this perpetual problem that comes from us. So many of us learning how to grow our businesses from other people's content and the fact that other people's content is their marketing. And the fact that that content is ultimately designed to lead you down a road where you're supposed to realize that you need the thing. That they're selling. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I do it too. Like, you know, I I, obviously because marketers gonna market. (laughs) Right. Um, I do it too. But but it's just this this thing that like I'm always having to kind of help people realize, especially in like the earlier days of their business or they're trying, they feel like they're trying everything, but it's not working, where it's like, okay, right, but like you learned that thing because somebody was trying to sell you a thing.
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: if you're on social media chances are most people on social media are not trying to sell you on
1: seo (laughs) they're trying to you know what i mean like yep yeah yep yeah i think there's a couple things i want to touch on here one is you said like it's really hard to make the time for it when it can just keep falling down the to-do list Mm -hmm. and as you were saying that i was thinking about like it's really hard to give money to your 401k when like there's a really cute dress you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dress would look good on you right now. And the 401k you don't really need until you're like 60, 65. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that when you can do this? Like you can wear mm-hmm. the dress, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's to an extent what social media sometimes feels like. Is like, yeah. But that's, that gives me the positive experience right now. And the dopamine in our brains gets triggered when you post something, and within ten seconds, somebody's already liking it. That feels good to our egos, yeah. even if it doesn't make us money. Whereas, yeah. you know, search, you're like, oh, cool, I wrote this blog post, and uh, it it might get found for the next two, three, five, ten years, but like, ugh, no one's I'm, no one's even gonna see it for another mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't feel as like you don't get the dopamine hit. You don't get right. the cortisol of like, oh, hey, something good happened. Yay! You know, like the adrenaline is there's no feedback loop in SEO. You just have to like create and believe. And the thing that that breaks my heart in the situation is the people who are creating the content. They are podcasting. They are you know, they might even just be creating the content on social and never posting it to their websites, but Mm -hmm. they're writing and they're building and they're generating really interesting stuff. And they just aren't taking that step. I don't even want to say the final step. Maybe it's the first step of, but if somebody was looking for this, like what is the term that they would look for? Yeah. Not just if somebody stumbles upon this, will they stop scrolling? But like, if somebody wanted to listen to this conversation between you and me, but they didn't know Brooke and they didn't know Meg and they'd never heard of this before, but they wanted to know about why Brooke hates Kajabi. Right? <laughs> well, it's a different podcast and they wouldn't know Brooke, but you know, like maybe they just, maybe they were looking for, um negative Kajabi reviews maybe they go mm-hmm. google that because they're like well uh, before I spend all the money and time to invest on this I want to hear from somebody who really doesn't like it and they could come listen to the podcast and then the rest of the podcast and it doesn't need to be like Brooke is no when you look up marketing Brooke is number 1 on that list like you can be found for like Alternatives to Kajabi and make a really good amount of new people finding you all the time for those, for that level of specificity, for Mm -hmm. that level of detail, which you are maybe already creating and just not structuring in a way that it can be found. And this comes back to our conversation about repurposing and more versus better, where it's like, you know, if you're already creating and you could take an extra 10% of the time that you're spending on creation and maybe instead of repurposing it across all the channels where nobody's looking at it and instead of spending time getting it everywhere and turning it into audiograms because everyone else has audiograms but like who the hell actually stops to listen to a 15 second clip while they're scrolling nobody Mm -hmm. um maybe go do some keyword research and be like i should probably put this information in you know maybe i want to add an faq to this Podcast show notes. Maybe I want to link to other podcasts that I've talked about this. Maybe I want to rewrite the title of the episode of my podcast so that way it's more findable instead of being, you know, kind of like you're hiding, the, you're burying the lead in the title, but nobody's going to search for it unless they already know who you are or who will listen to it. You can't expand an audience that way. Um, so, wow, I just said a lot and I want to conclude this thought and there's no conclusions in my head. <laughs> well, I, I just, I just. <laughs> went a million directions (laughs) the pinball wizard conclusion
0: (laughs) um it's actually really funny that you just ended toward that though because do you want to know what i did for two hours yesterday morning Uh, what i had your is it like what's the name of your is it like the seo like toolkit
1: oh the starter kit kit? okay
0: i had your seo starter kit up and i was doing keyword research, because another Easter egg, everyone, I am probably renaming this podcast for the exact reason that you were just talking about. Um, And so it's funny that you kind of came up with that you used that example, because it's something that I've been thinking about. um, Because it's like, I'm already creating this. And honestly, like, one of the things that I do, if I'm looking for, for example, like podcasts to be a guest on, I know Mm -hmm. how I'm going and trying to find those podcasts. I'm going into Apple podcasts and I'm starting to search for like, I'm starting to search for small business podcasts. I'm starting to search for podcasts that are talking about sustainable growth and this and that. And it's like, if that's what I'm doing, and also I can remember like back in the beginning, I mean, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. And I found my first coach that I worked with who like, honestly, shout out Tiffany Hahn, changed my life. Uh, like loved her and and found her work because I started searching for, and this was when I was working retail still, I was searching in Apple Podcasts, like entrepreneurship for women or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just so sick of consuming the same kind of like (sighs) content that was like 30 years later. White male cisgender, heteronormative, middle class. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like 30 years later, I'm going to tell you about how I built my business, but I'm going to, edit out all of the shit that like, we don't have time for and I'm going to make it sound super linear. And also it's not going to be relevant anymore because this was 30 years ago and it's not actually. You can like, do it too.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I was so sick of that. Yeah, and I started like searching for. Just get a for... time machine and go back to 1990 and build a publishing house like Michael Hyatt. And then you can write as much as you want. That's
0: all you have to do.
1: That's it. <laughs> Ta-da! But, but it's funny
0: because it's like, now I know that there are so many podcasts out there that were having the exact conversations that I needed, but I was not finding them because I Mm -hmm. didn't know those people yet. And all that I had to go on was like podcasts for people who want to work for themselves without like having to, I don't know, invest a million dollars and like work around the clock and whatever,
1: (laughs) you know? Like you knew what you were looking for, but like sometimes you don't even know the words you're looking. And that that's also something about keyword research, which is like we have this curse of knowledge of like, I know what my podcast should be found for, but I don't know what somebody who doesn't know what I know would look for. So here's mm-hmm. another example for those of you who aren't podcasters. I'm in the process of writing a book. It'll come out in like two, two and a half months based on my podcast. Now, here's where repurposing gets really interesting where I'm like, no, I want to take the time to use that to take the podcast as long as I've spent all the time on these transcriptions and stuff and turn it into a book that can then be sat down and consumed off of a device. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to sit on social media and scroll through. You don't have to read on a blog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, most people will probably still read it on their Kindles. I don't know if I'm even going to make a physical copy, probably through KDP, but we'll talk about that. You know what? Bring me bring me back after the book is launched. <laughs> Let's do it. But um, I've been thinking like the name, uh, I, I did the keyword research for the podcast to say social slowdown. I wanted it to be clear that we were going to be talking about social media. But I didn't want it to be, social break. I didn't want it to, like, I didn't want it to be negative. I thought about like antisocial, but then it like really has a very different vibe than what I wanted. Um, and so I'm writing this book called social slowdown. That's the title, but I want a subtitle because people search for different things and they don't know that they wouldn't think of slowdown because that's not what they need. So Mm -hmm. my working title, this may change, who knows is, um, take a social media break because 880 people a month search for the term social media break Mm. Um, set better boundaries because 2000 people a month search for setting boundaries and market your business without sacrificing your mental health. Because I saw that people common words that came up with social media were limit addiction, delete time, stop mental health, right? Like I wanted to take the terms that people were searching for when they had this experience and this gut reaction of like, how do I quit? Should mm-hmm. I delete it? Mm-hmm. I want to take those terms and put it into even the title of the book and the Amazon description and the page on my website where I sell the book and put put it all into the copy of the podcast landing pages, right? Like mm-hmm. it this doesn't have to be anything dramatic. Mm-hmm. If I said to you, I have a podcast called Social Slowdown, you'd be like, oh, is that about taking a break for social media? Yes. But the hundreds of people are searching that exact phrase. So why would I not just take that information and plunk, 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 right Right, there? right, right. Yeah. Mm. So we can talk after you start recording about uh, what the next podcast name will be. And know. Like, I'll just zing keyword research for just and a minute for
0: you. By the way, for anybody who's listening, um, who's wondering, yes, I have changed the podcast, the title of this podcast once before, and I will change it again. And I will keep everything on the same feed. Watch me do it. It will be messy, but it will be done. Um, <laughs> maybe messy,
1: <laughs> but done should be the name of the podcast.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like I am. uh, I
1: know it's too clever, not clear, but you know.
0: Yeah, no. But that's the thing is like, we love to be clever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a while to get to the point where you realize like, oh, you just need to say something in plain language. Like Mm -hmm. the podcast title that I, that honestly has been like in the back of my mind for probably a year. And for a while I was thinking, maybe I make like a limited series podcast that's like super SEO friendly and people kind of dive in and it's like, you know, a serialized one where you go through it in order and whatever. But now I'm like, why would I do that though when I could just have that on my own podcast and then have my podcast be the one that's like really SEO friendly. Um, But the one that was like bouncing around my brain for so long was just like how to work for yourself and actually like it. I was like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Because I was just like, what's a thing that... like people are actually looking for it's like because I think that for those of us who are in this corner of like the business space we are hearing so many people talk about the same concepts and trying we're trying to differentiate ourselves by like giving our own terminology to things Mm -hmm. but like what about the people who are not even in this conversation yet because those are the people who when they hear your stuff you're going to like crack their fucking world open like happened like what happened to me when I stumbled upon you know like the first person who I heard, heard having these conversations everyone else was like oh yeah lots of people are talking about this and I was like this is the only human being on planet earth who understands me." <laughs> she, figured it her- out. Yeah, she <laughs> was like the one that I needed to mm-hmm. just like go binge everything that she put out and I mean literally like I found an episode of a podcast that she did Started listening to her podcast. I am not kidding you. Three months later, I quit my job. Like, changed my fucking life. And I would not have found it if I was searching for, for, I mean, I wouldn't have found it if it were not for the fact that she was a guest on somebody else's podcast that it had, had done a field work. Yes.
1: That's too funny. Now, I have um, I had a coach, an executive coach, Tanya Geisler, who used the oh. phrase that has always I stuck know, with Michelle. Me. Everyone uh, go back and find Tanya Geisler's her. episode. It's so good. But she she said to me once, like, Meg, sometimes it's just important to model possibility. Mm-hmm. To just like, you don't have to have it all figured out. But sometimes just people want to find somebody who has what they want, and they can't express that. So like, Mm -hmm. if you feel stuck, just model possibility, we need Mm -hmm. that modeled. Mm -hmm. The possibility Mm -hmm. of not needing to work all the time, the possibility yeah. of liking what you do, the possibility of not needing to be on social media, the possibility of having a website that brings in sales. Like, we, th- those are all possibilities. And that doesn't mean everyone has to follow those rules. It's just, that's right. the possibility that you cannot dream for yourself. It has to be modeled for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to mm-hmm. tell Tanya, Stop calling yourself like a confidence coach. You're an executive coach or a leadership coach because people aren't looking for a confidence coach on And also uh-huh. we had to look up, we had to say people aren't looking for imposter complex. They're looking for imposter syndrome. Imposter needs to be spelled with an E, which is the American way, not an O, which is the Canadian way. Like sometimes- you know, sometimes there, and then we, she was like, but imposter complex is more accurate than imposter syndrome. I'm like, okay, cool. We're going to write a blog post about how uh, imposter complex is better than imposter syndrome. And then I want you to link to it in every single one of your blog posts about imposter complex to talk about why you're not calling it imposter syndrome. So that way we can rank that blog post for imposter syndrome. And still, you know, like there's a strategic way that you don't have to like shove keywords into all the places. You don't have Mm -hmm. to have your entire website, you know, perfectly optimized for search and losing any sense of humanity. Um, But you still have to use the terms that people are familiar with, because otherwise they can't find you if they don't know you exist. Right. Right. So,
0: okay. So for people who are listening to this and are like, oh, fuck, (laughs) (laughs) I have been sleeping on the SEO. (laughs) I got to figure out what people are searching for because I want to be off of social media and that's what
1: I want. I want people finding me. Like, what's the best place or to you start? Can to try have, to- you can have more than like transcend that. of social or search. Like you can do both. It doesn't yeah. have to be either or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah the way totally. I work
1: podcast name right in there. <laughs> I, uh,
0: thank you. I appreciated uh, that very much. Um,
1: if you were still learning yeah. audiograms, you could use that, but you're not.
0: I'm not. <laughs> I am not. Waste of my time. Um, Yeah, actually, it was funny because I... Back, I had a different assistant at the time. Um, This was like a while ago when I was, I had a whole system around like, you know, doing the audiogram and then we had posts that promoted the episode and this and that, whatever. And I ended up emailing her one day and I was like, okay, we've been doing this for six months. And um, clearly like this is doing nothing for us. So you can stop. And because of the fact that I just took like half of your hours away, I'm just going to double what I'm paying you per hour because (laughs) I want to like keep you around. And I think that you're doing a great job. And I think that you deserve to get paid. And this is honestly just a waste of our time. And like, it was like worth it to me to just be like, I I still want to pay you the same amount, but I don't want all of this just like cluttering up my shit. I would mm-hmm. rather, you know, pivot. But anyway, so for people who are listening. Who I totally cut you off right that. in the
1: middle of a call to action. What was I doing?
0: Where's no. <laughs> <laughs> the best place to start though, like to figure out what people are searching for. Because I think that, I mean, that's, it is kind of like a, um, It is interesting how tough that can be to think about, to put yourself Mm -hmm. in the shoes of like somebody who is looking for you, but doesn't know you yet. Um, And so like, where do you recommend starting?
1: All right, two things that I recommend, both of which are free. Um, the first is I want you to valid, verify a tool on your website called Google Search Console. It's free. It doesn't have any cookies. There's no privacy concerns about it. You and I can have a totally different conversation about Google Analytics at some point. But Google Search Console is like the stepchild to Google Analytics. It is... Let me explain it quick. Google Analytics yeah. is after people land on your website, what do they do? Uh huh. Google Search Console is... How do they find your website on Google? Whether or not they click on your website, mm-hmm. what are the words that they are using? What are the pages of your website that are showing up in search the most?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If your website has been live for more than, I'm going to say, six months, you're going to have some information in your Google Search Console about like what are the things that are working. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good place to start from, like, especially if you have that scenario, which many people come to me for where they're like, somebody found my website, they filled out my form, and I said, where'd you find me? And they said, I found you on Google. And you said, what did you search for? I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> Google Search Console will tell you what they searched for. Not yeah. that specific person, but the, the vague journal idea of what are the things that you're showing up for in Google. But Sometimes that gives you like a context for all the things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I recommend is uh, there is a Chrome plugin or a Firefox Mm -hmm. plugin, depending on your browser, called Keywords Everywhere. You can use the free version. Um, I mean, the paid version is like $10 a year. It is wildly, awesomely cheap, but let's go with the free version. Um, Install it, have it running, and then what it'll do is as you, the user of Google or Amazon or eBay or Etsy or uh, YouTube, all these things, whatever search engine you are using, it will add a little sidebar on the side that are like, here's some keywords about this page. Mm. And what that can do is start to build that reverse engineer in your brain of like, Oh, I just was looking for vitamin D supplements and now I'm looking at the sidebar here and I'm seeing vitamin D supplements for sleep, vitamin D supplements for sunlight, but you know, like, and then you can start to sort of see how searches would mm-hmm. work and what are the ways that people are thinking about that? What's the thing that you typed in versus what are the things that other people are typing in? Right. Right. I mean, the same can be true just for like go to Google and before you hit enter, look at the autocomplete. And mm-hmm. then when you get to the search engine results page, look at the people also ask, look at the related searches. Like what are the other things that are related to that, that you might be able to tap into as a consumer or as a, a content creator? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just understand awesome. the systems, you know? Awesome. Yes. And then
0: also uh, get your starter kit because it's really fucking good.
1: Oh, I thanks. mean,
0: I've signed up for a lot of free shit, and yours is one of the few that I have gone back to, like, time and again. Like, I know it's, like, an available resource, and, like, I mean, again, yesterday, I was like, I gotta go back and find this thing again. Let me pull this back up. Um, So, it's really good, and it's, like, really comprehensive, and helpful. So yeah, so
1: that's free on the website. We also have so that's at loveitforsearch.com slash start. Um, I think this is going live in June. So this summer I'm also running a bunch of live workshops, small group workshops, like 30 people or fewer in each of the workshops so they get personalized attention on like really specific topics like SEO for email or how to read your Google Analytics or how to do SEO for your podcasts or how to do local SEO so you can show up on Google Maps um, and how to optimize your existing Existing contents so that we don't have to create anything new. So I'm running those cool. every two weeks, all summer long. Um, I'll make sure to get you the links to put in the, um, in the show notes, yes. which is what we'll be talking about in the SEO for podcast episode. And I couldn't come up with them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <But> those are at <laughs> workshops. They're linked up in the, the core menu too. So. Okay. Awesome. Great. Well,
0: I'm going to be checking those out myself. So if anyone listening decides to sign up, maybe you'll see me there. I don't
1: know. The SEO for podcasts is the one that's getting the most excitement, but I think people are going to be pretty excited about like updating the website and emails and, you know, there's so much to it that like SEO is such a huge, huge, huge topic Mm -hmm. and it can be hard to know where to start. And if you're like, okay, I just want to like show up on Google maps for people in my community, then just come Mm -hmm. to that workshop and don't worry Mm -hmm. about all the other crap on the internet, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, Meg, this has been so much fun. Um, that was the fastest 45 minutes of my life. Uh, Probably the fastest
1: speed talking of your
0: <laughs> Maybe. Let us know. Let us know how fast we were,
1: y'all. Uh, it's kind of like, in, um, you know, the Hamilton musical? Like, yeah. they say that that is that the song Guns and Ships is the fastest thing to ever be performed on Broadway. And I'm like, <sighs> like the speed of the entire show is fast. But then when you do Guns and Ships, it's like, blah, 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 you know, like, yeah. We're the That's guns us. and ships of your podcast series. That's us. Broadway,
0: get at us. <laughs> We're available for fast talking anytime you need. Um, is there anything that we did not get a chance to touch on, Mag, that you want to leave folks with?
1: I mean, you and I could talk forever, but I, I there's nothing else that comes to mind as the the button for the episode, except that like, okay, here, here's where we'll go with it. Um, you talk so much about sustainability. Mm-hmm. Like, there there is no one right solution. If social media works for you, then great, go all in on social, but recognize that it might change. If search works Mm -hmm. for you, great, go all in on search, but recognize that it might change. If word of mouth works for you, great, go all in on word of mouth, but recognize that it might change, right? Like, Mm -hmm. come up with something that works really well for you, have a backup plan too, but like... You don't have to do all the things. Find mm-hmm. the thing that works for your brain and your life and your business and your audience and like double down on it and that's okay.
0: Yes. Love it. Love it. You don't have to make yourself good at everything. There's something you're already good at. Just lean into it.
1: Uh and it will work. It's like like, like strengths I mean, finder. Like you yeah. don't if you don't have to always make your your weaknesses into your strengths. Like double down on the right. things you're good at and just do it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah this is the conversation I have with everyone who tries to convince me that I do know somebody who has a lot of social media followers and like got them pretty recently and is like one of the anomalies of just like, I mean, she's like a reels genius. And also she's like a really good, like actor, like, and it plays Mm -hmm. into the reels that she makes and they're like actually really entertaining. Um, and every time that she tells me like, you should make a reel about this. I'm always like. I really appreciate the suggestion. I probably will at some point. And I have given up on the fact that my reels will ever be your reels. So <laughs> <laughs> love it so much. Love your reels so much. And i they're just not going to work the way that yours work. And I'm okay with that. And I don't think that that's a mindset block. I think that I just am going to lean into the things that work well for me. And I'm so glad
1: that it's working well for you. So Good for you, not for me, right? Isn't that the Amy exactly. Polar book thing?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Mag, this has been so much fun. Um, and I think that we might need to have you back. Just say the word. All right. Sounds great. Right back at you. Transcend your dichotomy is a production of passion and process collaborative LLC. The show is produced by me, Brooke Monahan, with production and marketing support from Julia Pink and Crunch Ranjani. Crunch's team also creates downloadable transcripts of each episode, which you can find on the episode page at Brooke-Monahan.com slash podcast. If you're ready to put this work into action, head to brooke-monahan.com to learn more about Transcend Your Dichotomy Training Camp and coaching with me. And remember, ratings, reviews, and sharing the episode all go a long way. Love y'all. See you next week.